Welcome, welcome, welcome to Say Like a Champ, episode 235. It's your boy, A-Dub. Hey, boys, we'll be back in the building. Welcome back, Slack family. What's good? What's good? We are back again uh, with another episode of Say Like a Champ, another week in sports, and um, some interesting topics to talk about, and um, looking forward to getting, you know, my brother's opinion and the Slacker's opinion about a few of these things that we have on the docket for tonight. So, um, with that being said, I do want to welcome in our Slackers and uh, appreciate y'all rocking with us. We got Ankh, hello from Texas. Yep. We got Kelly, happy Tuesday. And we have Stephanie Washington in the building as well. What's good? So... That's what's up. Uh, we appreciate y'all. And uh, yeah, looking forward to a good show today. Um, and before we do get things started, um, we have to round out the our, our panel real quick with the third member, um, our brother, Mad Marcus. Mad Marcus, what's good? What's up, peoples, man? Sorry, I'm yeah, soccer thing again. Man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're good, man. You're, you're good. Oh, uh, man, we appreciate you having you on the show. And um and, uh, you know, as always, beaming in from wherever you got to be. We know you're a very busy man, so that's what's up. How was the golfing yesterday? It was good. It started off pretty good. I got a birdie yesterday, but other than that, it was okay. Marcus. <laughs> that's what's up, though. That's what's up, man. Knock him in. Knock him in. That's what's up. Uh, also want to welcome in Moms, yeah. and we got Pops as well joining yeah. in. Good evening. And also Very Grace. So. Group. Welcome in, everybody. Uh, and yeah, we're going to go ahead and fire off with this. Got a few interesting topics. And um, as we know, NFL talk, our, our first um, <clears throat> our first subject is going to be a lot about free agency and then also some things that are coming up. But one interesting thing is we, we know the franchise tag window is open and all five of these star running backs that are up for free agency did not get franchise tagged and will not be franchise tagged by their their teams. So I was just curious for y'all. Um, out of these five backs, we have Saquon Barkley, Josh Jacobs, Derrick Henry, Tony Pollard, and Austin Eckler. Um, are you surprised that none of them got tagged? And which one do you think is the best among the five or, or should get the best contract? Well, Tony Pollard already tagged, though, so I, I don't think he got tagged again. Didn't Eckler get tagged, too, last year? I think Eckler did get tagged last year. And they could do it again, but they're yeah. just they're just saying that they're not going to. Uh, I would say Derek Henry one, Saquon two, Eckler three, Josh four, and Tolan Pollard five. Got you. I'm on either Derek Henry or Saquon on the Cowboys. Yeah, I'm curious about that because I don't know why. I guess I'm just kind of a hater, but I don't really – I wouldn't really want Saquon. Like, I I don't really know if it's because he's just a giant or what, but you would be down with that? Yeah, if, if we can't get Derrick Henry, yeah, he's he can do more than Pollard. But I'm saying we got to keep Pollard. I don't, I don't want to get rid of uh, Pollard, but if they, they could team up together, I think I think he could come out of the backfield and do a great thing. He can, yeah, he can, he can help. You know, so I think yeah, I think I'll say the same thing. You know, just kind of piggyback off that. Like if you can grab either one of them, it'd be great because you know you, you got you have a you know pause yourself with two backs and Derrick Henry and Saquon have kind of both been a little injury prone not, not injury prone so that's about that's, 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 they injury they've prone. had injuries though yeah, yeah they've had, had some some knickknacks over the last last couple of years yeah I don't know for me I kind of like Josh Jacobs out of these but maybe for the long term because he is a little bit younger Definitely. but um he's not maybe quite as dynamic or hasn't had the ceiling as some of these guys but he he's a solid running back I think but um Derrick Henry <laughs> would be pretty dope though 
I think honestly, I'll take any I'll take any in these backs to pair with Tony Farrell. Any one of these guys I think would be good. I think Tony Farrell would be complimentary to any of these guys. I just don't see him as a number one guy. So any of these guys we, we can if we, if we can get anybody, I think Tony Farrell would flirt like he did with Zeke, you know, he probably even more because he, he's been the number one guy, you know he can have to do, but I just don't think he's ready to be the number one guy like that. Because I think football changed now too. So Yeah. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you for sure. And in the comments, running back, get no love from teams. Team's not loyal. And it's true, but we've talked about it over the years. And I think it's becoming more and more apparent that the running back just doesn't have the same value. And even seeing that none of these guys got tagged, you know, it kind of shows that. But I'm interested that there's so many available, if that might mean that they're all going to get a little bit less deals because they don't have the same leverage when you're like the only guy, one or two guys coming off uh, and being available. But um, we'll see. We'll see who gets the best contract and where they kind of land. It's really tough, too, because I feel like every single last one of them had a down year. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of them are playing on the last year of the contracts or franchise tags. And, like, you look at Saquon, right? Like, Saquon's best season so far has still been his rookie season. Yeah. It's still been his best year. Josh Jacobs, he had that monstrous year, what, two seasons ago? And hasn't really had anything since. You know, Derek hitting me. I feel like he came back too fast when he went towards ACL. You know what I mean? That, that, that really bad knee injury. He's still productive. He's still been really productive. But you know that that those like two King Henry years that he had, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, what Not, I mean? that's gone. Like, yeah, just talked about Tony Pollard like all last year. Like he was a he was a beast with the Zeke. You know what I'm saying? And, and they had that little one two punch where he wasn't the number one guy, but the first year he got the number one guy. You know, touches he, he kind of fell apart too. And we don't even need to talk about Austin Eckler season last year. <laughs> you know, what yeah. I'm saying? it was it was real rough. So yeah, yeah I mean, it it kind of sucks when you all eyes are kind of on you, right? Cause like we, everyone was talking about running backs and them falling off and then wanting more money than they're valued and all this other stuff. And then they all kind of had that year and it doesn't, it doesn't help to like, you know, not to, you know, toot his horn, but you know, Christian McCaffrey is still just so good. Right. And it's like, none of these guys are the receiving threat that McCaffrey is. So only two of them can catch, you know what I mean? But like, not like CMC and yeah. he's running between and outside of the tackles and, you know, to do it all, guy. Touchdowns for everybody, but just all the things he did. You know, what I mean, it's still just like I think, I think these these GMs are just like we want to see. You know, y'all ain't doing what CMC doing, so we're not gonna pay you like CMC to get paid. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. I am interested to see where they all land and kind of what those paydays do look like. But um, I am hoping for bounce back years for all of them because, like you said, it's true. They all kind of came in off of, coming off of a down year to hit the market. So we'll see how that does. Um, the only two. Well, T. Higgins is that officially the only player to be tagged so far, mm-hmm. and so he's going to make a lot of money across um, from um, from Jamar Chase over there. So they're going to keep that one-two punch together at least one more year. Yeah. And then uh, also the Chiefs are talking about they're willing to tag Snead, but also we're talking about trading him. So that's just some of the kind of franchise tag news so far. Um, do you think that they should keep Higgins and Chase together and, and pay that much for, for wide receivers? You have to. I think you got a great quarterback. You can do stuff like that. So they have Joe Burrow. I would say no, but you got Joe Mixon there too. That's pretty good. But I, I don't see them wrong with that. Keep in mind too. You know, every team like the 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 what's it called the um, salary crap's going up by what thirty million? It said something like that. Yeah. So you know you you know you you uh, you franchise tag him. You know, last year this probably would have been a bad idea, but this year going in, it's probably not that bad of a deal. So I'm, I'm a market think it's a good idea. Keep keep them together. Um, let's just hope he can stay healthy. You know what I'm saying? He had a lot of knickknacks too. You know what I mean? So 
But when they're together, it's a dangerous bunch, and you got Joe Burrow throwing the ball. Get, right. keep, keep his weapons, you know what I mean? Like, No, I feel you guys because you're right. I mean, they do have the running back. They have both wide receivers. And they snuck in last time when they made their run to the Super Bowl. So it's like just taking that combination, you never know when it might get you that yeah. playoff run you need. So uh, I agree with that. And, hey, if you build enough loyalty, you might get a cheaper discount down the line, you know what I'm saying, to try to keep these guys together. They might consider that. But mm-hmm. um, for now, everybody's happy and everybody's getting paid over there. Um, the other question I had for you both today, and I know this is going to be the big topic. The Bears kind of came out and said that they didn't want to leave anybody in a gray area or kind of lingering so that they're going to, you know, potentially make their decision on their quarterback of the future very soon. So I wanted to ask you all and the slackers as well, what would you do if you're the Bears GM? Would you keep Fields and try to build around him or would you trade him and try to go with Caleb Williams and, a, you know, get that quarterback at a very low salary? The uh, the connection between Fields and DJ Moore was actually uh, one of the best in the league last year. The problem was the DJ Moore connection to everybody else was horrible, right? Um, but the amount of yards and touchdowns that those two scored together was was phenomenal. And when he played, he played really, really well. Um, I know he had some some injuries last year to get them out of a couple of games, but you know I feel like Justin Fields finally had the year that I think that that I think we all kind of hope that he have, you know what I mean, uh, when he was in there. And uh, the dude's gone through, what, three, four offensive coordinators, three head coaches? Like, that's yeah. rough. You know what I mean? That, that's really, really rough. So, um, in my opinion, I think he just needs a little bit more offensive help because we see what he can do with the, with, the, with the ball in his hand when he, gets, when he has an actual number one. The only problem that I have, though, is, you know, I don't think you take Marvin Harrison Jr. with number one. You know what I mean? So I'm thinking maybe you trade back a little bit with the first round pick. I would keep Fields um, and move forward with a really strong performance that they had with those two and and do and kind of look to the other teams like, hey, if you guys had the first, second, third pick, like what are you guys looking to do? You know what I mean? I know the Cardinals up there. If the Cardinals are trying to draft, you know, Marvin Harrison Jr., I'm trying to get in front of them, but you know, maybe move back two spots. You know what I'm saying? Like, so yeah. I, I keep Fields, I grab MHJ with their pick that they have. I'm grabbing either the best uh, right tackle or the best edge player. And, um, you know, just build it from there. I think Phil's had a really good year last year. Uh, I'm actually, I think it should do something they never really do. I think you just have a grown man conversation with Phil's and see what he want to do. Like, yeah. we get you up or we try to work with you, would you want to stay here and we build on build with you? Or if you say, like, I want to get out of here, I don't want to be here no more, then you yeah. do a grown man, grown man thing, let him go, then you go with go with Kelly Williams. I think yeah. either way you're going to have a good quarterback. But I, I wouldn't make a person say that who I want to say, you know what I'm saying? But if you want to do it and you be honest with them, do that. But I think you don't lose either way. But I know at the end of the day, I think um, Justin Fields is way more mature than Kelly Williams is when you lose because he going to come in losing. So yeah. he never really used to. You see how he was this year losing, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So he didn't take it well. So – I think you have a, a, a conversation with Justin Fields and be like, hey, man, we're going to do all we can uh, to do this. We think you're a great quarterback and see what we can do. But if he want to go, I think you let him go and then go from there. You know, I can't remember who said it, but somebody said, too, like, you know, it's it's bright and sunny skies in you know, Southern California. And, you know, I mean, he has, Caleb Williams has no idea what it's like to play in Chicago where, you know, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like the wind chill got you below neg- you know, below zero sometimes. You know what I mean? Like it's different out there. Um, it's yeah. a lot harder to play. Um, so, you know, again, just, you know, one of those things where I think it's going to be difficult for him to, uh, 
go to Chicago. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And I like Marcus, your your point of view is like leading with that relationship first to, to see if he's still if that's still salvageable or if he still wants to. Because he has, you know, taken the Bears off his social media and started following a lot a bunch of Atlanta Falcons players. And you know, who knows what that's all about? Cause you know, behind the scenes it's a totally different conversation. That might just be for for you know for the agents or for the the leverage or whatever. But um yeah, if it was me, I would want to try to keep fields and build around him. But um, you know, obviously none of us are GMs out there, but I think they are going to end up trading him and drafting yeah. Caleb Williams and kind of starting over. I think that's what it's kind of leaning towards, but mm-hmm. uh, we'll, we'll find out very soon. And I think that that first domino will maybe make some things happen for the draft or kind of make some things happen for the quarterback carriers as well. So yeah. uh, we'll see, we'll see what happens with that. I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind seeing fields. Um, well, <laughs> I say that, but it's like, I would, I, I wouldn't mind seeing him with the Falcons. He's going to go with some automatic weapons. You know what I mean? New coach. They're obviously going to use Robinson way better. You know what I'm saying? Than, than they did last year. They'll utilize the tight end and the wide receivers that they have. So, you know, I, I, I actually kind of look forward to, it. I kind of hope the bears trade him. Cause I think he'll, he'll be better. You know what I mean? In, in Atlanta than he ever was in, um, in Chicago. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I like Fields and room for him. <laughs> me too. Me too. Um, Ux says trade Fields for multiple picks to replenish teams' need in several positions. Do not draft Caleb Williams. Attempt to sign Kirk Cousins to a three-year deal. Uh, so that's a, a whole different way, which you never know they could. But um, but um, that, that's an interesting one. We'll have to see. We'll have to see about that. Um, but we'll definitely be watching, and I do hope that something happens soon. Uh, free agency starts on march 13th and they said that they could even try to have this done before free agency starts so uh, we'll be seeing in the next couple weeks uh, what goes down with that um other news it's kind of talking about that draft process and started about the new year the combine is going on this weekend and um you know i I think the combine is it is what it is but i think it's just kind of more of like a dog and pony show i do think it for a handful of guys it might change their draft status or get them on the radar but i don't really think it's that big of a deal right Right. But um, I was just curious what you all's um, top, like, event at the Combine would be. Like, what do you think you would do the best at, at the Combine? I don't watch it, but if I would have went to the league, I would want to play tight end, so I would be the one going to Rob's and all that kind of stuff and catching the ball, try to catch everything, do a couple one-handers. But I don't, I don't watch that stuff, man. It don't, it don't mean nothing. Yeah. No, I agree with that, but I would love to see that. You know what I'm saying? A couple one-handers, you kind of dominating on people. That that would be that would be super dope. I do like that they run the routes and all that stuff. I don't know what mine would be, honestly. Um, something that's really short distance, maybe like the little three-cone drill. But what about you, Strizzy? Is it the bench press now? You hitting that 225 or what? <laughs> hitting 325, dog. <laughs> no, I'm saying, though, they, they – like how many oh, – Oh, yeah, how many times? Uh, honestly, no, I'm a Marcus, man. I'm, I've been a receiver my whole life, so I, I do the route running too, like the route running drills. Um, I'd be interested – I'd be interested to see kind of like what my uh, 225, like – Reps uh, would be. Reps count be, would be, you know what I mean? I'm going to have to do that later. and I'll, be, I'll do a video and post it to the thing. That would be sick, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll do it. Um, I'll do it tomorrow and post it. Um, but – uh. But yeah, I don't know. I think the routes would be the best thing. Yeah, yeah, that would be kind of cool. I do like that they let them get out there, and it's kind of cool too that it it works the quarterbacks and the wide receivers at the same time too. Yeah, so exactly. You kind of get to see how they interact, but um, but yeah, I don't know. Hopefully, I would do good in the interviews, man. Maybe try to charm some people so that they wouldn't wouldn't right. <laughs> wouldn't worry about my low numbers. Um, 
but yeah, but that's what's up. Um, shifting on from, oh wait, one more thing I did want to do since we're kind of starting the, the new year and closing out the last year, I did want to revisit our crystal ball real quick. And I know it's really hard to see these on here, but bottom line is none of us or the slackers got any of these predictions right <laughs> for the crystal ball. So we got some pretty close ones though. Cardinals being the worst team. I think they weren't quite the worst. Um, nah, but they were just had two of 15. Bryce the Young let me down big time, man. Bryce Young, you bum, you ain't do nothing this year. Yeah, rookie of the year for Marcus Bryce Young. Uh, that one didn't pan out very well. Actually, no, it's Strizzy, MVP, Lamar Jackson. Oh, oh you're right. Yeah, yep. Yeah, there you go. I missed that one at the top. So, okay, so you we got one. Okay. That's what's bet, up. I bet that one. Carlos was the worst team, right? Well, no, not by record. Good. Yeah, the Panthers Dang. were. Dang. It was close. It was yeah, close. It was. I don't know what Ant was thinking about their car MVP. What is he thinking? I know he's not here to defend himself, but we're gonna have to see. <laughs> we have to double check that man later. Yeah, yeah. We're talk to pops too. Uh, we're gonna say because the injury—that's why he didn't get the triple crown. True, Jefferson triple crown. True, that that true, derailed right, that true. quickly. He was on and, a crazy roll when, when, when the season first started. And that's actually another NFL rumor that Justin Jefferson, they're, they're, the Minnesota Vikings, might trade him for a haul and basically get their most they can, just kind of like they did with Stephon Diggs. Yeah. Ooh, that might be nice. That would be crazy. There were some proposed trades out there. We'll have to maybe take a look at them next week, but um, how it could kind of shake things up. But I don't know if they'll really do that because if you're trying to sign a quarterback to come there or trying to sign, um, you know, Kirk Cousins again, you need weapons for him. So I don't know. Maybe they, while he was injured, they figured they could just do without. But I think that's kind of crazy. I wouldn't trade him right now. All right. But keep it moving. Uh, Strizzy, you got to talk talk to us about your boys over here. Um, in the NBA, we had some, um, some brawl with the Heat and the uh, Pelicans. What did you think about this brawl? And what did you think about uh, Jimmy Butler having a little watch party for him and his, uh, him and his crew? <laughs> you, know, you know what's funny? I, there, there are only a couple of people in, in the NBA that, like, you know, nobody really gonna like swing, swing. But there's only a couple of people like in the NBA, in my opinion, that's just like probably wouldn't mess with, right? Like, there's some dudes. So you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like Jimmy Butler is one of them. Jimmy Butler, I don't feel like is a talker to me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, but the brawl is just dumb. You know what I mean? Like, you like you're finally back. Like we finally get you back. Like Miami, Miami wise. You know what I'm saying? And like your first game back, you all get suspended. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, doesn't matter. We won and it was a big game too. Like we beat, we, you know, we beat the Kings, you know what I'm saying? In in Sacramento, like, right? Like the Kings are a pretty decent team. So um, kind of whatever. Um, but the watch party thing, I, I'm not the biggest fan of, you know what I mean? Like I want us to kind of get back. Like Miami is definitely a second half team. Like we already know we're, we're probably going to see them start shaping up for them. They're going to start looking like the second best team in the East. You know what I mean? Like, just under the Celtics. Uh, but, like, let's focus on that. You know what I'm saying? Let's focus on everybody getting healthy. Let's focus on, you know, getting back to the team we were last year. You know what I mean? Where we're, you know, fighting for a championship, right? Like, I, I feel like that, the watch party thing, just kind of puts more attention on one person instead of kind of the team. Yeah. Yeah, I feel that for sure. I think the watch part thing was funny though. I can't even lie. It's early. Oh, that was definitely funny. It was definitely funny. Yeah, it was. It, I think they still got a chance to get get there. You know, you know, how Jimmy Butler is. He's a different kind of guy. So yeah, 
It's all good, man. I definitely don't count them out, and it's still Miami. You know what I mean? Like they're an eight seed last year. <laughs> it's funny because I kind of struggled with the with the watch party too, because my initial reaction was like, "Oh man," but at the same time too, I was like, "That's kind of how Jimmy Butler is, and he it does is. like attention." And so he's it not one good. to be like, "Let me just sweep this under the rug." He's like, "I don't care. Like I'll just put it out there." Like <laughs> so. I mean, I was kind of like, yeah, I was kind of 50-50 about that, too. I was like, I don't know. I was like, initially, I didn't like it, but I was like, ah, it's kind of actually right on target, like, for what he would do. Like, I, I you know, I wouldn't expect any different. So, um, <laughs> right. the whole brawl itself, though, was kind of silly to me because, obviously, Kevin Love and Zion, like, he's not really trying to hurt him. Like, he's like, you know what I'm saying? Kevin Love is, like, not trying to start anything at this point in his career. So, nah. I just think the whole thing definitely got uh, got overblown pretty quickly. Um, it usually is, too. It yeah. Is. One thing I did notice, though, is just like every other fight in the NBA, like none of them actually start swinging or pushing until there's somebody in between them. Like it's all jawing. And then as soon as there's like a couple people in between, they try to act like, oh, let me go. Let me go. There's never been a good fight in basketball except for Chris Charles when he rest in peace Kobe. That's it. That's the only fight I think don't uh, punch was thrown that was connected because basketball players don't fight. They all yeah. <laughs> Yeah, for real. I'm like, it's funny how they do these brawls and these suspensions for fighting. And it's like, I get it because it's not a it's not a good look, but it's like yeah. these aren't really fights, you know, especially when you compare compared to like the NHL, like they let them fight like they know that they got aggression and they need to get it out. They just be like, all right, until somebody hits the ground, like we can go ahead and let you guys do some <laughs> get some haymakers in. Like, I love that. Dude's the NBA, slept in baseball. <laughs> right. Exactly. But the NBA is like super soft. So. Um, all right. One other thing for NBA, I did want to ask about, did, I don't know if you guys heard about these LeBron and, and Steph Curry rumors, but at the trade deadline, apparently the Golden State reached out about uh, trying to team up LeBron and bring him to the Warriors. Do you think that was ever actually going to happen? Obviously, it didn't happen in the trade deadlines past, but do you think that ever would have happened? And what do you think that pairing would have uh, looked like? I believe it. I believe it was out there. I think it was the way they, they were playing. Both teams were playing terrible. Chris Paul's over there. You know, got connections. And you know, Steph Curry like, hey, give me another championship. I don't care. Let's make it happen. I think I don't think they had a, a few anything like that. So I think it could have happened, but I think they shut it down though. But I, I wasn't surprised by seeing that. LeBron James is the Lakers moneymaker. I agree with Marcus that the that the offer was definitely out there. I think someone somebody said something. You know what I'm saying? But I feel like the Lakers were just like, we're, we're not. The only way LeBron's leaving L.A. is if LeBron wants to leave L.A. And LeBron got to be like, yeah, send me. You know what I'm saying? Like, that, no one's going to trade LeBron. I don't think it'll ever happen without him, without him saying yes. Or saying, yeah, I want to. Like him yeah, saying, exactly. Oh, yeah. Exactly. But, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't think it ever happens unless it's like free agency type stuff. And even, even at this point. Like what LeBron's got them for he's on Lakers for what one more one more year contractually? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So well, so cool. that was oh, I was just gonna my bad. I was gonna say that was the other rumor that came out or later this week too, is like LeBron does want to stay in LA, but they said that he does want to have like he wants to add two years onto his current contract and um and is looking for like they said I don't I think they said a nine figure deal, so like a hundred million over the last two years of that contract. And that was going to be my next question is like, are you the Lakers? Are you, do you go all out for that and just ride the celebrity of LeBron and just see what, what, where it takes you? Or would you actually make a move? I don't think LeBron going to retire at Lakers. So I think he's going to go somewhere else. So, um, 
I think he did. I, I think he got his championship early in LA. I don't think he thought he was gonna get that early. He was gonna get one, but he did it pretty early. So I don't think he's gonna have a, a fight. It's not. It's not really no fight to get another one. Like, what is it gonna do? You know. So I think yeah. he's gonna go somewhere. I think he's waiting to see what Bronny gonna do next year in, in college and see how high he gonna get drafted or whatever like that and see where he can go from there. But I think he's focused on playing with Bronny. I don't think they're gonna be able to get him to LA. Got you. I, I kind of feel you too. Like um Ugg said, you know, I think LeBron wants to win one more. I feel like at this point in his career, he he don't he's not too tripping on that. Like as far as at least ring chasing or maybe trying to join the Warriors this year or something like that, you know. I feel like he does want to play with Bronny because that's like a bigger like legacy. Like that's what's crazy is like he's literally done like everything in the NBA that anyone else has done, and then that would be something that just would be like incredible too. So um, I don't know, especially because he's been in the NBA Bronny's whole life, right? Like you know what I'm saying? He was like, born. <laughs> he's like his whole life he's been in the NBA, and uh, I actually saw something out too that it looked it, it would be smarter for Bronny to stay another year in college. You know what I mean? And it would because. If Bronny were to declare for the draft, he's only getting drafted because he's LeBron James' son. He, he did not have the year to get drafted in, into the NBA. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm, saying? I'm just happy the kid's alive and breathing, but he gets drafted. <laughs> it's, uh, it's the power of LeBron James, because that's crazy. Right. Yeah. He's a mock draft, and right now he would get drafted at 39th pick. So I'm surprised he didn't go 39th. Dang, that's, that's crazy. crazy. But I could see like a team taking a second round on him. Just to say, like, if we get him, we might be able to sign his dad. Like, exactly. I mean, because they know what their motivations it. are. Yeah, so, be what it is. It's crazy, though. And I don't know. I feel like the Lakers, if they were to do that for him, it would basically just be like a gift for him. Like, and then you're really just not worried about winning. You're worried about just like kind of the fan service and, and, and pleasing, like, and having that face of the NBA be also on the Lakers. Exactly. But I just, I just, I don't know. I, 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 go ahead. As I say, any other team I'm fine with, you know, but like the Lakers, like it's always been about winning, you know what I'm saying? So for me, I'm just like, nah, you know what I mean? Like LeBron, yeah. LeBron is he he's a he, he's a freak, right? Like somebody this old still being able to do what he does, you know what I mean? Like the dudes, as long as his numbers, as long as his numbers are plummeting, right? Like he's still playing really good ball, like it's body. Right. But like, nah, man, like he's still, you know. Tires out faster than he normally does. Like Father Time, still, still, Father Time, still winning. You know it's in there LeBron, somewhere. Yeah, yeah. But LeBron's just still in the fight. You know what I'm saying? But, <laughs> but uh, nah, man. If I'm the Lakers, I, to me, I'm just like, look, we love what you've done for us. I don't really feel like it's, you know, championships probably not going to come with LeBron and AD. You know what I'm saying? Like something's got to give. Yeah, and I do think that's what they're gearing up for is like to be like, okay, you know, we're not going to give you. 100 million over your last two years but if we can get you this and we can go out and get donovan mitchell or somebody like that to be that third star i think that that's what they're angling for after this yeah. year um but i do want the lakers to stay in contention but i do think lebron i don't know like if he's just like comfortable in la now he's got his family out there and he's just like all right we can do our other business and yep. we can just chill you know um but I, I still think the lakers need to stay competitive and not let lebron just become totally old man lebron and still be calling the shots <laughs> so we'll see. But it's funny because we've literally seen LeBron become the old man from his um, NBA commercials. Like, that's the craziest part. Like, when he was, like, the old man LeBron when they were in the swimming pool and everything. Yeah, I love that commercial. <laughs> yeah, like, that's him now. Like, it's crazy to see yep. that evolution, basically. But um, speaking of evolution, 
Um, not really too big of an NBA story, but I, I think that the Clippers have basically the worst logo currently in the NBA. It's really bad. But they did <laughs> unveil their new logo and their new jerseys for next year. Um, so I thought they looked okay compared. But um, the one funny thing is that a lot of people, I guess, are coming out after seeing this new logo and you know, kind of revealing that they didn't realize that the Clippers was uh, like a ship, like it's like a boat. So I don't want to put y'all on the spot or slackers on the spot, but y'all knew this, right? Do we know that that was what the Clippers was for? No? Yeah, I did. <laughs> I was wondering because I'm like, it is true. Like, it doesn't really make sense. Like, nope. Clippers, like, it doesn't really uh, make much sense at all, I guess. Mm-hmm. But I never thought about, like, what it was until someday I, I found that. I can't remember how I found that out, but randomly, it's just, like, it's just so weird. But now so they got the cruise ship on the logo. Hmm? I said, somebody told me. I don't remember who told me. Somebody told me what a Clipper was. Because somebody asked me this question like years ago. I was like, you even know what a Clipper is? It's like, <laughs> aside from hair clippers, absolutely not. <laughs> right. You know what I said? And they basically like broke it down. It's like, no, it's a ship. And I was like, that ship? Like, it yeah. just threw me off. You know what I'm saying? I was like, what? <laughs> All right. That shows you how whack, though, the Clippers are. It's like, they're, they're, <laughs> their thing doesn't even make sense. Um, it would be tight if it was some hair clippers, though. You know what I'm saying? Probably more appropriate these days. <laughs> so. In LA, um, yeah, but this made me think too um, about well, one funny thing is you know the uh, even the Atlanta Hawks like for the longest time I just thought it was like a Pac-Man logo like I never knew that the little like open face C was like actually like a hawk for yeah. the longest time I thought it was like a big mouth and I was like why do they have <laughs> the Pac-Man logo but it was actually a hawk and it took me until I seen it and now I can't I can't unsee it but. Um, <laughs> But this kind of reminded me of the old school throwback logo. So I put a couple on here um, and I was going to ask y'all, what was your favorite like logo, like kind of throwback logo in the 90s, especially when they had the, the super cool logos? I think all those was dope. I ain't gonna lie. Either yeah, one of those dope, except for maybe the different nugget one. But I think all those is great, man. They're just uh, the look, the colors, I think they all were good. Yeah, yeah definitely a different time. Yeah. Like, especially compared to what everybody does now is, like, so clean and, like, streamlined and modern. Where, like, in the 90s and the early 2000s, it was, like, big colors, like, the cartoons. Like, I love the Grizzlies, of course. Um, yeah. But um, the Rockets, I think, was probably my favorite. But that's when they – when Charles Barkley went to the Rockets. Yeah. And I remember they had that logo. It was, like, super dope. So, but, yeah, I like them all, too. I really like the Charlotte Hornets, too, the little Bumblebee. I had to put him on there because he wasn't on there originally. So, I was like, let me add that. <laughs> so – um, Strizzy, did you like? I guess the Heat hasn't evolved too much, though, right? It's kind no, of been and, the same. And we still have that one on a lot of the jerseys, too. Um, but the Heat one's always been cool for me. Um, I've always, I've always liked like the Grizzlies, like you said. I had a, I had a Zoe Morning jersey in, in Charlotte with the with the Bumblebees. So I had that. Uh, Magic was always really dope to me, too. Yeah. And like looking at the looking at the Seattle Supersonics uh logo just still makes you like we gotta get a team back there, dog. Like yeah, gotta get a team back there. And don't change the name either. Don't nothing stupid. Like bring back the Seattle Sonics, dog. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like it's dope. Yeah, it is crazy that KD played for them too. Like I know and that they're like still like he's still in the league doing his thing, but I think he's one of the few players think, still playing. I think Russ got drafted. I don't think he played, I think he got drafted by the Supersonics, right? True. I think it might have been in that transition year. I think his rookie year might have been their first year with, in OKC, something like that. Because KD was the year before him, and he definitely played like his rookie season in Seattle. So yeah, it's pretty crazy though. 
I think they do expand eventually, though. I think that Seattle gets a team and Vegas that may just yeah, one hundred percent. but we'll see. Unk says Wizards is lame. I think the Wizards was pretty dope. I like that one. It's, it's a, definitely yeah. different, but I like the the little Merlin, um, with the beard making the W and everything. I think that was pretty dope. But all right, cool. Um, did want to move on to baseball real quick and some funny stuff going on in baseball. Of course, spring training has begun. And the big story, I don't know if you guys have seen this, but the pants, the baseball pants that they're being supplied with this year are basically see-through. And all the different teams are complaining about uh, how the pants are see-through. It's interesting, but the pants were designed by Nike, but they're being made by Fanatics, which is like that online brand that has like the license for like every team. Yeah. And um, they're supposed to be sleeker and lighter and everything like that. But um, <laughs> but uh, they've been, uh, been see-through. So you kind of see this one had to be blurred, but uh, here's a real picture where you can kind of see where this is like Salvador Perez from the Royals, but that's actually just his jersey tucked in. So it looks like, (laughs) yeah, exactly. So um, I think it's pretty crazy though that they're talking about this and it's like literally the MLB, like this should be, they should be having the best equipment, like hands down. And for them to have see-through pants is pretty crazy, but I don't know if you had seen that Strizzy. But did you ever get a, a not necessarily equipment malfunction, but you ever get set up in all your team sports with like a jersey that was like not fitting right or just like messed up? Oh yeah, I remember. I remember. <laughs> I remember my first. Well, first of all, my first year on varsity, I was a sophomore man. Like they ended up, I, <laughs> I ended up having like um, linebacker pads. Uh huh. Because they're like we have whatever's left over. One hundred percent. So, but like and like dog, you, you imagine you know I definitely haven't always been this big dog. So like. <laughs> Sophomore, sophomore Stris, bro, was like <laughs> 135, 140, and, and, and you know, said grown man linebacker pad. I look ridiculous, you know what I'm saying? So, as <laughs> was that, and then even too, like the, the jersey too was just so oversized because they really didn't have any more of my size. So, like, yeah, I just I look ridiculous on the I look like uh, the movie Little Giants, you know what I'm saying? The kids, yeah, the, oh, yeah, that's exactly what I look like. Little squirt, my one. sophomore year, dog was wild. <laughs> Yeah, for real. That's the same for me as high school football is like literally like they have me some stuff up that did not fit right. I was squares <laughs> up in the pants and everything. I'm like, this is ridiculous. Like, you know, let me get some stuff. But, you know, back in that day, it was literally like going through the equipment room. Like, we got to see what's here, basically. Literally. Literally. But, yeah, so. I said mine was basketball. Basketball? I, I was one of the top defenders and I had the, I was holding guards. I was a big guy. And they gave me some short shorts, like the shirt they wear now. Those are in yeah. style now. Like I'm saying, those. <laughs> so back then, you know, we were like Jalen, like uh, Jalen Rosen was one of the big shorts. Right. Little these shorts on, I was so mad, man. I had to be a friend. I couldn't hide them, dog. So that was a bad time for me. <laughs> oh <laughs> man, that's good memories, though. That's funny. Yeah, definitely in sports, you know, you go through that at different times, right? Or they just like, oh, we got these shirts or whatever, you know. But um. It's just interesting that that's happening to the MLB players, but they've been complaining to Nike, to Fanatics, and to the MLB about it, and they <clears throat> they have vowed to get it right before the season starts. So we'll see. But spring training has started, and some real news. Uh, Bobby Wood Jr., which this is old news, but he did get signed to the uh, Royals for eleven year, two hundred eighty eight million dollar deal. Which I just wanted to shout that out because the Royals typically don't spend money. That's the richest contract ever for the Royals, but he is a young star, so He's I'm, I'm excited about that. <laughs> Yeah, beast last year, definitely, definitely was. So I'm glad that they locked him up, and uh, and they're they're looking to you know 
keeping there a very long time, 11 years, though, $288 million is just crazy, especially for a man as young as him to be like, all right, cool. Like, I'm good. Bro. I'm set. No, yeah. that, that's actually legit because you're right. Like, I, you know, I can't really think. And, you know, the Royals aren't my team, but I can't really think, you know, who the last time they really locked up for a long period of time like that. Um, but Bobby with Junior, man, he had a, he had a, I've I, been on him a lot last year. Like, he had a phenomenal year last year. Yeah. Um, and I hope he just continues to rise, man. He was, he was so good last year. So, you know what I'm saying? That's all to him, man. Yeah, well, for well sure. deserved for real. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And hopefully it's a sign of more things to come for the Royals. Um, you know what I'm saying? They're investing in their future. They're trying to build a new stadium. So that'll be cool. Um, and then also Shohei Otani. It was his first game today, uh, his first appearance in a Dodgers uniform, his first spring training game. And, of course, he comes out and hits a home run. No um, way. Yeah. So <laughs> the man is, the man is phenomenal. But just, like, after being the talk of the offseason and getting that monstrous contract himself, it's just, like, it's pretty dope that your first game out there, he's like, all right, let me let me show y'all what I got. Was it um, Rangers? Uh, I don't know who they were playing against. I think they play Rangers tomorrow for sure. I think I don't know if they played today or not, though. Got you. It probably was. It probably was. But we definitely got to get out to an. Uh, I'm I'm looking to go to a couple spring training games this year, but we got to definitely get out to our annual. Then we go because then we go last two years. I remember. Then we go last year too. We went last yeah. year. Yeah. Yeah. So we're gonna have to make it happen again. Um. So we'll we'll have to get a little you know slack day out for sure, and hit up another baseball game. Um. You know what I'm saying I'll just book some afternoon meetings or whatever. We'll make it happen. But um, um, but um, also the speaking of the Dodgers, they are going to be involved in the MLB opener, which is literally like three weeks from tomorrow, and they're going to be playing in Korea against uh, the Dodgers, which should be pretty. I'm sorry, against the Padres, which should be pretty dope. Um, you know, baseball is definitely a more international sport than even football is. So yeah. when they go over there, it's going to be it's going to be a, a a big event. Um, but. I don't know. It's kind of going to be interesting because the fair, basically the first games of the year are not even going to be technically played here. Um, right. These would be the first games of the year. And then they're going to have the week after will be like the opening day and opening night. So yeah. um, Korea has an actual good. own like a uh, baseball league. You know what I mean? That's actually pretty legit. It's actually pretty legit. Like baseball is like their, their thing out there. So yeah, I'm not surprised about that. Yeah. And it's cool actually. So when they go over there, the Dodgers are going to play one team and the Padres are going to play another team for their final game of spring training. They're going to play an exhibition against some teams from the Korean baseball league. So oh, they're going to kind of match off. So it's going to be like a whole thing. A couple of days before they're going to play against those teams and then they'll, they'll kick off the MLB season playing against each other. So um kind of excited for that. And yeah. they, they put out these hats. I don't know if they're going to wear the hats or not, but um that'd be pretty dope. I think they, I think they, I hope so. That's pretty tight. Yeah. So, um, all right, a couple more topics here. I did want to talk about NCAA football, and Marcus, you said it best last week, man, but it's so funny. So we talked about the new 12-team format. They approved that uh, literally just last week. Well, already since then, there's been conversations about introducing, possibly introducing a 14-team playoff uh, starting basically in like two years. So um, Marcus, you said it best last week. The BCS is really where it was at. We kind of we kind of screwed yeah. it up, and now they're going down this rabbit hole of continuing. So, what do y'all think though? Do you think that the playoff will last now that they're already trying to tinker with it, like two years later, or do you think that eventually you might go back to not having a playoff? It depends if they screw a team over like they did Georgia this year. They did it again. I think they were. I think the the, the watchers and us. I think we're gonna bulk out or some. We start watching it. That's a lot of money you're gonna lose. So, 
I think they get it together and get it right this time and learn from their mistakes and cool it'll work, but they do that again. I think they're gonna lose people watching. Yeah. I feel it too. Like and it's crazy, like they keep chasing the money, but they're getting further away from like what made college different, which was like the tradition and yeah. you know, like the, the alignment and like you know those rivalries and all that stuff is changing basically chasing the dollar. But uh Strizzy, what did you think about it though? I just thought it was crazy. Like literally just a week within less than a week, they're like, all right, we're gonna change it again. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. I mean, like, I'm like <laughs> 12 is already a lot, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it is, I mean, 12 is already a lot, and then now you're like talking about 14. Like, that's that's kind of wild. Because like we're gonna be watching games that were just like just gonna get obliterated, you know what I'm saying? Like every once in a while, you might see an upset where you're like, "Wow, that's that's crazy." But for the most part, you know, what I mean, you're looking at you know one versus seven, or, or I'm guessing there'll probably be a a, a, a what's it called? Uh, well, there might be a buy for some. That's what I think. Probably, yeah. probably be a buy. So what? We'll, we'll watch you know two versus you know fourteen or whatever 14 or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So I don't know. Like you said, like already tampering with it later. Like, you know what I mean? Somebody was like, you know what? I know it was 12, but what, we, what about 14? Like next week they're going to be able, but if we just do 20, you know what I mean? Yeah. What, if just, what if we just even it out, you know, say it to us, so a solid, you know, 20. And, and then the just... next thing you know, it's March Madness, basically. <laughs> exactly. exactly. We, like I just said, 64 teams playing for, for it. It's just, oh, it's just crazy. Yeah. It's a lot of teams. Yeah. No, I agree. And we'll see, but Unk um, makes a good comment. He said the NIL has changed college football forever. And, and you're absolutely right, it has. And it's crazy because I'm totally in favor of the players being able to have access to their money, but the way that all the other restrictions have come along with it or the other restrictions that have been released, I should say, um, it is really changing college football, especially the portal, the fact that teams can go back and forth with that. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see what goes forward. But um, Nick Saban actually – he said he wants to be a voice for like meaningful change in college football. And he wants to become like, you know, an advisor almost for college football, which it's like, I don't know exactly. There's not a role, but if ever there was like a commissioner of college football, you know, he wants to be that. And he said part of the reason why he retired is because he felt like he wouldn't be able to do that while he was still coaching in Alabama because people wouldn't take him seriously or people would think. Boy, they we all hear that from Nick. <laughs> I know. I'm not with you. I'm like, no, no. That's kind of that's funny though. I, I I feel y'all because I was kind of thinking the same thing. I'm like, okay, so now that you retired, how are you gonna be like? Now I want everybody to listen to me and listen to my ideas. Like that's not exactly how it works. And there is no position. That's why he left. They will listen to him no more. That's why he got butt hurt. <laughs> but we gonna yeah, say we gonna, we gonna give him a little chance. Say his wife was sick. Then we gonna say that that's what it was. But I don't believe that's what it was. But we'll see. Yeah, yeah, I feel you. Oh man. But we'll see. Yeah, uh, I think that they're they're gonna continue to tinker with college football every few years. It's gonna be changing different formats and it's gonna be weird looking back. It's like, you know, it was already bad enough where I was like, okay, this is BCS, and then this was like the, the playoff, right? And it's like now it's gonna be like, well, which version of the playoff was it? Because every couple of years it's gonna be something different. Um, it's it's kind of just too much. I think they just need to leave it alone, but we'll see. Um, all right, I think we're we're pretty Pretty much wrapped up. I did want to mention, though, and I wanted to get, Marcus, your opinion on this one um, because you're a resident golf expert. But Anthony Kim is coming back after a 12-year absence from the PGA Tour. He last played in 2012. Um, and he was very young on the circuit when he played. He played for like three, four years, had some tournament wins, kind of became a little bit of a media darling, but had some injuries. And 
since then he did have like a $10 million injury settlement that he accepted. And he was, you know, originally going to never play golf again. Well, now he's coming back. He's going to appear in the live golf tournament this weekend. Part of me thinks they paid that uh, insurance policy back for him, but he's going to be kind of unique because he's not on a team, but they're letting him golf as like a wild card special guest type of thing. But um, I think it's dope that he's getting a chance to resurrect his career. But Marcus, I wanted to see what your thoughts about, about that was and if that would be a draw for you. Oh, no, I think $10 million is a lot of money, you know, for a golfer. And to come back, I think it kind of makes live be like a, a joke that they are. They make they make itself look kind of bad when that kind of happened like that. Even though you only got you only come back cool, but guys have some integrity with how you do that kind of stuff. I don't think that's integrity how you are doing that. But that's my opinion. But I think uh, the PJ is where is that man? I just no no no. I don't know. I just think live can do some other things and make them look more like reasonable, and make them look more professional. But they keep on doing stuff like this and just look bad, man. So that's that's my opinion about it. Yeah, I feel it. Kind of proving that they are a sideshow. I don't know, Strizzy, if you had any any thoughts on this one, but yeah, it's like I'm like, it's cool to kind. Of, I said it's kind of cool to see him coming back, and I mean, because like if you're if you're, you know, I mean, it's kind of like if you're a professional golfer and and that's what you do, like that's what you want to do. It kind of sucks when something things like that happen, and you're almost kind of forced to. To, to stop playing, right? Like, it's like, okay, you'll take the settlement deal, but if you're going to take the settlement, you can't play with PGA no more. You know what I mean? Like, so, I, but I, I, but I also get what, what Marcus is saying because sometimes it feels like Neil, um, not Neil, Liv does stuff that like, uh, that just do it to like piss PGA off. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, oh, this, this, Cause like why why go there in the first place? You know what I'm saying? Like they really had no reason to. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like you got to go out your way to kind of undermine PGA. You know what I'm saying? So I I completely kind of agree with Marcus and kind of see where he's coming from. When it, when it, you know golf has always kind of been that kind of gentleman sport. You know what I'm saying? Like you know what I mean? Like even with like scorekeeping, you know, me, you, and Marcus go out and keep score of our golf. It's kind of it's, you know we keep our own score. You know what I mean? There's nobody there really keeping it for us. You know what I'm saying? So. You know, it's I call it like, you know the gentleman sport. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, cool for him for being able to to golf again, but also kind of like, <laughs> yeah, like you know, they definitely kind of undermine, especially if they're paying for any, you know, any contractual type stuff. They're like, oh, it's gonna charge you ten million for you to come back, and they're like, don't worry, we got it, we got it, yeah, <laughs> we got, it. we got, it. yeah, don't, don't have to say nothing, just yeah, we'll, we'll take care of that. Yeah. So no, it is interesting, and I, I do think it it's we'll we'll see how it goes because like if it is just kind of like a sideshow act like or if this is just like a one-off thing and then he just disappears again like yeah. that's pretty whack right but if he right. tries to come back and this is like the beginning of a comeback story that's pretty cool like so yeah. time time will tell on that definitely one. definitely time will tell time will tell for sure all right the last thing speaking of time uh nascar raced this weekend and i know we we're talking about nascar a little bit but um they had a very close photo finish so we have this this um, this picture, and they were three wide at the end and coming down the stretch. This was the end of the race. Daniel Suarez ended up winning um, by .003 seconds. But the craziest thing I think about this picture, well, you know, there's a lot of crazy things. Like even the picture is kind of blurred, like how fast they're going. Oh, yeah. Um, but um, it was funny because this is actually the third closest race. So there's actually two races that were closer than this. And I'm like, how is that even possible? <laughs> 
But um, that was pretty cool uh, photo finish this weekend. So I just thought we would uh, kind of show that picture and share that with the Slackers. That's um, cool. Yeah, pretty cool. Uh, pretty cool finish there. But um, but yeah, so I think that's pretty much it. I was trying to look over this list real quick. Um, and I think we touched on everything, um, including even the, the watch party. Yeah, we did all of that. So, all right. Anything else we want to jump on real quick before we log off for today? Or um, <clears throat> or anybody else in the in the? I was gonna check the comments too as well. Oh, that I can think of. Stephanie Washington says, "Yeah, Otani, that was really dope. Like he's just like, all right, let me come, let me come through. You know, especially okay. coming up with surgery. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> You're right, right. He's like, I'll be fine. <laughs> exactly. Oh, uh, <laughs> they said that's some real life car stuff. Um." Yeah, that's funny. I did see a meme with it too, because in cars, he's uh, lightning basically is coming down the stretch and he stuck out his tongue for the win. So it really was like that, though. I did see a meme that they had those on there, but that was pretty dope. But all right, that's what's up. Uh, I think we're going to shut it down then. We appreciate everybody rocking with us as always. Um, we'll see you guys next week for episode 236. But for now, that was Say Like a Champ. It's your boy, Adub. Hey, boys, Drizzy. Taco Tuesday. Peace. Thanks for listening to Say Like a Champ. Engage with us on Instagram. Share your thoughts and you might just be featured on the show. Be sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you pod so you don't miss next week's episode of Say Like a Champ.